Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. If you are here for the first time, then welcome to the podcast, and if you like what you hear, please leave a review and listen to our previous episodes. If you are a loyal listener, then I welcome you back after our long hiatus. The topic of this week's short history lesson is of the infamous Roman city of Pompeii, located in Campania, Italy. The date is August 24th, 79 AD. I want you to try and picture yourself in a traditional Roman garb. Not a toga, but a tunic, which was the more practical and comfortable piece of clothing reserved for indoors. As you are sitting there at your lunch table eating a meal that you or your wife prepared for you and your children, of roasted chicken, bread, some vegetables with a glass of wine, the floor suddenly begins to shake. Startled, you and your family run outside to see what is happening. Is it a stampede of the local livestock? Simple earthquake. As you look around, you discover something even worse and more deadly. Mount Vesuvius has erupted yet again for the second time that day after a smaller eruption just a few hours earlier. Only this time, it was much bigger and not just putting on a show. Large amounts of volcanic debris, ash, smoke, and scorching deadly gas is rolling across the sky, making its way toward your city. You grab your family and begin making your way out of the city, carrying only a handful of items. One of which is a statue of the god of luck, hoping and praying it would be enough to save your family. But as you run down an alley, what was midday only a few moments ago, quickly turns into night, almost at the flip of a switch. You look up to see the debris, ash, smoke, and scorching hot gases are moving much faster than your family can go, and you are soon overtaken. As you now lie there on the ground, you try to cover your mouth with a thin piece of fabric you are wearing, but it too isn't enough. You breathe in the toxic fumes, and your family soon perishes, along with the other citizens of Pompeii. Your family is encased in hardened volcanic ash as your body begins to decompose, leaving an exact impression of your last moments. A scary thought for sure, and such a horrible way to go. But this is exactly what happened to a family and many others on that tragic day. The entirety of Pompeii remained covered in ash, frozen in time. The city was almost completely untouched for roughly 2,000 years, until a group of explorers in 1748 arrived looking for ancient artifacts unrelated to Pompeii, and they began digging. Those explorers soon discovered that even after 2,000 years of storms, animals, and earthquakes, the city was almost exactly as it once was. Household items were still laid out in the streets, skeletons remained exactly where they had fallen, and later archaeologists even found fruits and bread preserved in jars. After almost 300 years of excavations, nearly a third of the city still remains buried. The researchers and archaeologists are in no rush, though. The important aspect of discoveries like this is maintaining the preservation. So what was the city of Pompeii? Who were its people? What did they do? Pompeii had a population of about 10,000 to 20,000 people and was an exceptionally thriving city being next to the Bay of Naples. Street vendors, much like the markets or bazaars we see on television, lined its already narrow streets selling items such as clothing, jewelry, food, slaves, prostitutes, and many more. The city was one of the very few to have running water from an aqueduct that came from the lower Apennine Mountains. It provided water to many fountains that ran through the city, as well as to numerous homes of the wealthy. 
Pompeii and a few of the other towns in the area were able to thrive also due to the soil it sat on. The thing about volcanoes is that they provide nutrients and minerals to the surrounding land when they erupt. Since the volcano had erupted before, Pompeii was surrounded by these nutrients providing excellent farmland, particularly for olives and grapes. The town itself covers about three square kilometers, while the outside suburbs of the town were also heavily populated. However, about a third of the population of Pompeii was indeed slaves. With its panoramic seaside views, it's believed that even the Caesar, Nero, who ruled from 54 AD to 68 AD, had a villa in the town. His wife, Papaya Sabina, was a native of Pompeii and grew up roaming its beautiful streets. The city itself, being only a few short miles from the Bay of Naples, was an important port for other nearby townships. Those townships mostly sent produce to Pompeii to be exported around the empire. As far as imports coming to the city, it was mostly exotic fruits, spices, giant clams, silk, sandalwood, wild animals for the arena, and of course more slaves for the agricultural business. The town was surrounded by a great wall like many others throughout the history, and had many gates throughout its border. Throughout the city there were many streets, though no street names or anything of the like, but there are indications that some streets were only one-way traffic. This is assumed to be for the carriages, horses, and perhaps military traffic that would frequent them. Now, as mentioned before, the town is three square miles, so this allowed for thousands of villas, shops, larger houses for the wealthy, taverns, exercise grounds, baths, the gladiator arena, public restrooms or latrines as they called them, brothels, theaters, and so much more. A large number of those larger houses contain private gardens with statues, fountains, vine-covered pergolas, and surrounded by a peristyle. For those of you that don't know, a peristyle is a row of columns surrounding a space within a building. Pompeii was first mentioned in its history books around 310 BCE, during the Second Samnite War. A Roman fleet arrived at Pompeii port and attempted to attack a neighboring city called Nuceria. The attack was unsuccessful. At the close of the Samnite War, Campania, which is where Pompeii is located, became part of the Roman Confederation, allowing the two cities of Pompeii and Assyria to become allies of a sort of Rome. However, it took until the Social War for them to become fully allies with the Roman Empire. This war was when Pompeii joined the other Italians in a revolt against the Roman Empire, but was attacked by General Lucius Cornelius Sulla in 89 BCE. After this war, Pompeii and the Italians received Roman citizenship. In 62 AD, there was a very large earthquake that did major damage to Pompeii and its neighboring city, Herculaneum. The earthquake was supposedly a 7.5 on the Richter scale, though I'm not sure how they would know that. There was only a small number of buildings that survived the quake in Pompeii, thus requiring most of it needing to be rebuilt. Temples, walls, and houses all collapsed. Numerous fires began to ravage the city. According to reports, numerous sheep had also perished due to the poisonous gases that were released from the cavities that opened up in the ground. Slowly, over the years, the town was rebuilt and life began to return as normal. Earthquakes continued for the next decade, which should have been a large indicator for the city, but they were only mild ones at best, so the population thought nothing of it. In fact, the repairs of the city from the massive earthquake were still going on right up until the day Pompeii was wiped off the face of the earth. 
In the summer of 79 AD, fish began floating dead in the bay, springs and wells began drying up, and vines on the side of Mount Vesuvius began to wilt and die. In the morning of August 24th, 79 AD, a massive bang erupted from the volcano. The magma that had been slowly building over the years had finally reached its pressure point. Debris, smoke, ash, and those scorching gases, they began spewing out. At first, the people of Pompeii must have thought the volcano was of no harm, as nothing seemed to be coming their way. However, by noon, the volcano erupted completely. An even bigger explosion than the first giving off a massive mushroom cloud that rose approximately 27 miles into the sky. The explosion was so large, it is reported to have been more than 100,000 times stronger than the nuclear bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. The cloud of volcanic ash and debris began raining down on the town of Pompeii, and in minutes the whole town was covered in centimeters of ash that continued to fall. People tried to take cover in their homes and wherever they could. However, by the afternoon, a third explosion rocked the town again, draping even more ash onto it. Though the ash is small and thin, it is very dense. The addition of debris from the explosion, roofs soon began to collapse under the weight. Survivors clung to walls, next to staircases, anywhere they thought that they could have protection, hugging their loved ones. At 11 p.m. at night, the huge cloud that hung over the city collapsed under its own weight. Generating six massive waves of scorching hot ash and air caused the remaining survivors to asphyxiate and be baked alive. As the ash continued to fall, the town was completely covered meters deep. It was at this point that the town would be lost for almost 2,000 years until its rediscovery in 1748, perfectly preserved. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.